Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Welcome, everyone, to When I Was On My Mission. We have Peter Tolman with us, a good friend of mine, and Peter has a great story that he wants to share. Peter, thanks for coming down. Really appreciate it. Oh, so good to be here. Yeah, and just to kind of get the ball rolling a bit, um, where did you serve your mission? I was in Uganda, Kampala Mission, and I spent some time in Uganda and Ethiopia. Very cool. And what was the language? Amharic in Ethiopia. Amharic in Ethiopia. Amarinya. Very cool. And what's one aspect of your mission that you that you miss, or just of that that country that you were in that that you miss? Man, I was so Jesse and I. My wife's name is Jesse. We went and visited. We went back. I was able to show her around a couple years ago. Oh, you did. That's uh-huh. awesome. It was awesome. And there were so many things I was excited to show her and do and people to see. But there were also, you know, we're going to Africa. We went on a safari and we did all this cool stuff. And there was one moment where it was like, I'm back, baby. It just felt so good. And it was like 9 o'clock at night, and it was dark, and we were in the middle of the city, and everyone's kind of on their way home, and we're just walking to our hotel. And that's what I wanted was to just stay at a normal hotel, like you know, kind of be with the people a little bit more than just be a tourist. So we're just walking down this busy, smelly street where there's like, I don't know, just garbage everywhere. And... We're just walking and talking to the people and just being with these people and speaking their language. And everyone's just like looking at me like, who's this crazy white <laughs> white guy in the middle of Ethiopia? But I just loved being with the people and experiencing their culture. You know, that, so that's what I miss the most is just living with these amazing, friendly, wonderful people and being a part of their culture, kind of being their guest, you know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I miss that aspect of North Carolina too, that Southern hospitality and feeling like you're there just with everyday people in that new place that's become your home. Yeah. When, when you hear a Southern accent, do you like jump on it? Like, this is my buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I I came out with a bit of a Southern accent that's that's dissipated a bit. But yeah, and I I can usually tell when someone's from North Carolina. Like there's there's a kind of a softer accent that that they have but yeah i do i do feel that way but i i want to just jump right into your story so why don't you why don't you take us away peter so this was in debrazet ethiopia okay and it's just smallish town i mean not small there's one main road through the town okay the church was a rented house but but it had a it was a big beautiful compound the yard was was big so there's a big fence all around it and just to to keep People honest, there's a lot of petty theft there and, okay. and minor crime. So it's not super dangerous, but people will steal your stuff if they can. Okay. Um, so there's this big fence all around, and they'll have right razor wire at the top of the, all the walls and stuff like. That, and there's a gate. So we're in, we're in, we're waiting for someone to come meet us. We're going to teach a lesson, and there's there's a room right by the gate. Like you come in the gate, and there's a driveway, and then there's another there's a room with big windows and it's just a room with a ping pong table in it. So me and this other missionary are playing ping pong while we're waiting for someone to come meet us. And as we're playing, this dude walks in, 
I see the the guy I'm playing ping pong with just like his eyes get huge. <laughs> and so I turn around and somebody walked in. This dude was naked. What? Fully naked. Wait, he walked into the church? In, into the church compound. Church compound naked. So he okay. walks in the yard. He walks in the gate. He's got blood on his face and on his chest. Not like he's bleeding. He has taken blood and put war paint on himself. Oh, my On his gosh. naked body. What? And so he's walking in. And he... Wait, I got to... Wait, so what's your what's your first thought? Dude, when... I, I slammed the door and locked it. I was so yeah. scared. And he has... He has a silver platter, like literally a silver platter in one hand, holding like a waiter, and it just has a heaping pile of poo on it. What? Yeah, just a platter of poop, and he has a rock in the other hand. So this what t- in the world? Like human poo? On? <laughs> well, I, I, guess we, you I cannot really confirm you, you didn't, where the poop came from. You didn't take it to the lab, but uh, that was the assumption. All I, right. <laughs> okay. So he walks in. I slam the door. And we have a guard. There's a guard who's holding a stick. It's like a five foot tall stick, like a walking stick. Okay. And that's his. I don't, is that his weapon? I don't know. It's his weapon, I guess. He sees the dude walk in, and he chucks his stick, and runs away. Wait, he just ran. Our guard just peace. <laughs> oh, so he runs away from the crazy guy. So the dude whose job it is to keep the church safe is gone. Just um, the poo just intimidated him. And the, yeah. I'm sure. yeah. I mean, obviously, he's naked with blood. Like that. Was, that, was, that is that is an understandable reaction. But there, you, would, you a, would you would hope for a little more from your guard. Yeah. I think, right. But At yeah. least some sort of distant confrontation of like, "Hey, leave, please." <laughs> so the guy comes in and he just looks around, and he's calm and collected. He says, "I want food in English," which was un- like English wasn't. A lot of people spoke English, but not a 50-50 in this town. So he's like, I want food. And the other missionary that I'm with, like no one responds for a minute. And the dude just looks around and he starts walking deeper in the compound. How many people were there in the compound with you? I don't know. Probably five. Like, so you and your missionary companion and, and then other church members? And then the guard and a few other members. A guard and a few other members. Okay. So the... The guy starts walking deeper into the compound, and the other missionary that I'm with from Ghana, he he just says, hey, come over. If you'll leave, I'll give you some food. And that was a lie. He didn't have any food. Okay. And I wasn't really sure he was where he was going to go with this empty promise. Didn't feel like the right move to me. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So the guy like looks over at him. <laughs> he drops his rock, and he grabs a handful of poo, and he takes a bite. Just he, bare fist the just poo? Just bare fist it. No. And he just eats it and he swallows it. No. Just full on, takes a bite, and then he looks over at us and he starts walking over towards us. And I was like, sir, this is a church, not a store. Like, we don't have any food. Wait, 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 wait. He seriously bit the poo and swallowed he it. He ate it, man. Oh my gosh. That is that is wild. Okay, yeah. Sorry, keep going. I'm no, blown I, away. Okay. I, I understand. You need a minute to process this kind of thing. So he takes a bite. He eats it. And then he starts walking over towards where we are. And so I'm like, we don't have any food. I'm sorry. And he says, I like you. To you. He likes me. Okay. Good. That feels good. <laughs> he says, I like you. That's unbelievable. Okay. So I will leave. And so he starts leaving. And he drops his small rock and picks up a bigger rock, which 
was a, probably better because it was it was a big rock. Like he wasn't going to be able to throw yeah. that thing. He's not hucking a ninety mile an hour fastball with this okay. like giant rock. So he he's got both still like the big rock, the the platter of poop, and he's walking towards us. And he starts just walking towards the gate, and then he stops, and he says, "Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords." Amen. Wait, yeah, <laughs> he gets it, and he says. One day I will be free and I will come back here. And he walks away. And that was that was it. Unbelievable. So I have spent the last 15 years of my life wondering if I was supposed to like cast out a devil that day. Oh. Like, what does he mean? One day I will be free and I will come back here. And I don't know what I was supposed to do with that. I feel like I missed some opportunity. That is amazing. How old were you? I was 19 years old. So this, you were a new missionary or, or a new-ish missionary. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably been out for six months. Wow. Yeah, I mean, those situations that you get put into when you're a 19-year-old. And, you know, when you're 19, you think, you kind of think you're older a little bit. Oh, At yeah. At least I did. Yeah. I felt confident. But then you get put in the wildest situation that you never, ever could have imagined. And like, I understand what you mean. Like, you feel like you missed had an opportunity. You're 19 years old. You know, yeah. what, do you, what do you do in that situation? Yeah. Like, that's... Like, a naked dude smeared in blood, eating poo. That was a lot to process that um, day. Yeah, that's... I mean, I have... I, <laughs> I'm taken aback here. I was, like, stuttering <laughs> over just hearing the description of the story. Do, do you want the epilogue? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, I think a week goes by maybe two, and we're walking home from church one day. The rule of our mission was we wore suits to church. Okay. And we didn't have to wear our suit coats any other time. I have the same thing, yeah. So we we were in our suits, we're on our way home from church, and we're, so we're going to go have lunch and then go back out. And as we're walking home in our suits, and I only brought one suit with me, we're, there's four missionaries in Debrazette, and as we're walking towards our house, we see this guy, and he's naked. Covered the same in blood. guy. Same guy. He's there, and he has his trusty platter of poo again. No. Same guy, same platter. He's back at it, man. And he he goes up the road where we usually would, like the way to our house. It wasn't the road we lived on, but it was the fastest way to our house. But there was another way. You could either turn there and go around, or you could keep going straight and go a different way. Okay. As so we see him go up this road that we usually took, I was like, I'm not going that. I'm not going up there. I'm not going anywhere near that guy. And the other two missionaries, the other companionship, they were like, Oh, we're we're going that way. He's gone. They they're like looking up the street trying to find him, and there's no sign of him. So they're like, We're just going to go this way. So me and my companion <laughs> go the other way. Okay. And the other two missionaries go up that street, and he's hiding behind a bush, and he pops, <laughs> he pops out with his platter of poo, and he grabs it. <laughs> And he just fastball to the back, and he nails him with a pile of poo. No, right on the back of his jacket and on his head. No, (laughs) and I shouldn't be laughing because it's so sad. But he should have known better, man. He should have fallen. (laughs) No, and he gets back to the apartment, just so so sad. He's like, he got us. He threw poop at me, and it's all over my suit. Oh. <laughs> and that was the last we saw of the poop man. That is 
unbelievable. <laughs> I've, I've never heard a mission story like that. Yeah, I mean, that is sad, but it's also <laughs> hilarious. I mean, like, sad for a couple of reasons. Like, sad that this guy clearly has, you know, serious problems that normal people don't deal with. Yeah. That's the saddest aspect. Sad that the missionary got nailed with some poo, but also hilarious. Like, I, I would have probably laughed at him in that situ- situation because you told him not to do it. Like, come on. Anyway. But he was a sneaky guy. Good That's- for him for plotting and planning and getting what he wanted. The sneaky poo man that <laughs> hid behind the bush. And, and, like, first of all, gripped poo in his bare hand and fastballed it. At it's commitment. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how you deal with that. Many 19-year-olds would just fight the guy. Like, like I think that yeah. they would just get angry. And, you know, it sounds to me like you handled it very well from, from a 19-year-old's perspective. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, Peter. All right, well, that, I, don't, I don't think that story will be topped for... I don't know if it will be topped. That is amazing. Well, cool, Peter. One more question for you. Was it, was it worth it serving a mission? Yeah, I, I have this weird fake impossible hypothetical okay that i like to use to answer this question because i i teach seminary and so i have my students that are trying to figure out do i go on a mission or do i not is it worth it and i mean this but it's an impossible hypothetical if you were to sit here and be like hey we can undo your mission and i'll give you a billion dollars i wouldn't even consider it for a second like it meant everything to me who i am today the things that I know, the, the joy that's a part of my life, and just the, the way that I live, everything can go right back to that decision to serve. I couldn't be more grateful for it, the ways that I grew and learned, and most especially the way that I, I came to know God and understand Him and His love for His children. There's nothing like it. It was the greatest thing I could have even fathomed. Can I add, add a little story here? Yeah, go ahead. Elder Holland, one of the 12 apostles, came to our mission in Ethiopia. Very cool. Did and you meet him? Yeah. So cool. I was, he was speaking to the missionaries. There were like 12 of us. And I was conducting the meeting. And he he has this thing that he says when he's talking to missionaries. And he, he says, my mission meant more to me than anybody's mission has ever meant to them. And I'd heard him say that before, not in person, but just talks he'd given. And I was excited to hear him say it. And I felt like I could, you know, battle him for that. <laughs> and, and so as we closed the meeting, he just, he bore his testimony and said, I need you all to know that my mission meant more to me than anybody else's has, or as much to me as anybody else's has in the history of missionary work. And I just like felt the power of him say that. Yeah. I was like, Elder Holland, I was I was gonna challenge you for that title, but I heard you I, I felt what you just said. <laughs> and I think maybe you can keep it. And he said, We can share it, Elder. So Elder Holland and I share the title. Of the most of, of them the most the people who love their mission the most. Wow. That that is that is quite the title. Yeah. Well, Peter, thanks so much for stopping and sharing with us. And thanks everybody for joining. We'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at When I Was On My Mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. Now go on, get yeah.